welcome everybody to another episode of Crown Conversations, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. What's going on? It's Jenna. Hey, boo. Hey, Jenna. Hi. How was the weekend? How was the weekend? How was yours? It was great. It was great. How was yours? It was groovy. (laughs) (laughs) I was fine. Um, What did I do? Okay. Mm, We went to the party. Yeah, I know. We went to midnight. I want to say Midnight Tavern. Is it Midnight Tavern? It's Midtown Tavern. Midtown. <laughs> <laughs> I told somebody I was going to Midnight Tavern. It was like, where is that? So, Bro. Okay, Midtown Tavern. We definitely um, showed support for Dreezy, Dreezy Baby, and Jazzy Jeff at Mid... What is it? Midtown. It's a play on words. You know, I'm, I'm real off listening. It's Midtown Tavern. Midtown Tavern. So we show love at Sundress Season. It was a good vibe. It was okay. Nice, calm. I mean, it wasn't like a, like, it was a day party. So. No. It was like, like, the music was was hitting, like, the music was hitting for a thousand. It was just like, the people was there just to be seen. Like, it wasn't like no live shit. It was just like. Hey, I'm here. Of course, you had your select few, but it was just like people just standing around trying to be cute. Like, I don't know what the problem was, but it was just okay to me. So we're going to do this right now? We're going to do what? Because you, you you took my ass out last week, and we had to re-record. I don't feel like what I said was <laughs> Because I didn't feel like what I said when we had to re-record. No, what you did, yo. You I, did. So uh, I'm going to air myself out. But no, I just feel like this has nothing to do with the place or the people who put it on. This has to do with the crowd that was there. Okay, so you just want to fuck with the crowd. The it didn't bother me. Uh, I just feel like if you had a party, like, get your ass off off the wall. Well, like, you know, vibe. people shaking their ass. Okay. I saw some people shaking their ass. I seen videos of people shaking their ass, so you know. I mean, but you know, fun is subjective. I get you know what you're right. Okay, fun is subjective. It's so, not like you know how we usually go to the day parties. Yeah, be it like, was, but it was still a good vibe. But fun is still at the end of the day it's subjective. So we can't like tell people, all right, get y'all asses to <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> I tell you where we won't have to do that at. I'm not. I'm not. No, Revel. no, I'm gonna say at Revel. No, I'm not doing this with you. Why not? I'm not doing that with you. Man. No, because no. I'm going based upon last year. Okay, well, I didn't go last year. Oh, well, I can speak on it because last year was dope. So, I don't know. But, yeah, so since we're talking about Revel, um, we can go ahead and talk about Be Out Day um, because once this airs, it'll literally be the events will start on Wednesday. They have events from they have Wednesday a, They have like a Sunday. happy hour on Wednesday that they normally have every year. Uh-uh. Like it's a not mingle, a, mix and it, mingle thing. But it's not like a happy hour. It's literally just like a mix mingle money. So it's two individuals. It's going to be Sean Payton and Kevin Gomez. It's literally a conversation focused on Rattlers building generational wealth. So it's not just targeted for Rattlers. Of course, everybody's welcome to come and show up. But yeah, so that's what that event is on Wednesday. Oh. They have an event on Thursday. Um, it's like a throwback Thursday event at Arm. 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 You know we not good with words. No, not don't I'm, say we. No, you just you. Is, is it okay? But well, is it Arm or Arm? Arm. Oh, it's Arm. We can do another poll if you want me to. Because I know I'm only no the reason I'm doing this is because Aura is A U R A. So it's Aura. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Arm. Arm. Yeah. Ah Arm. So what did I say? Orm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, then on Friday, of course, um, it's the party at Revel. And then Saturday, get y'all asses out to the park, Central Park. Yep, it's Central Park. That's the actual And if you're going to, you know, word to the wise, if you're going to be drinking, make sure you have some water. Because, baby, last year, <laughs> I had to sit down because I had to, I, I, I don't know who gave me a tequila drink. I No, I had. I, Do not. Have us having to call the ambulance for y'all black asses Ooh, out there on Saturday because y'all didn't drink no water. I literally had, and I had to, I had to, um, what did I do? Lord, I had to get some Dorito chips from somebody. Somebody was eating some Dorito chips. And I was like, can I please? Lord. And then, the, and then um, on Saturday, like after the Be Out Day event at Central Park, the Kings of Cool are throwing the Lush Day party at Alibi. And then on Sunday. Dang. 
What? It's an extensive ass rundown. The, like, yeah, they ain't playing. And then oh on Sunday, God. they're having a half plenty brunch. They're having a half plenty brunch on Sunday, and the venue hasn't been announced for that yet. But I, yeah, like, niggas is going to be tired. I'm going to be tired I'm on tired Saturday. with you even telling me from Wednesday to Sunday what's. But like you know, like I said last week, they got a cute little you know they got a cute little lineup or whatever. An extensive long that's, lineup. That's cute, yeah. I'm okay. gonna be tired. I'm, I'm gonna be hurting that be out day at Central Park though. Cause after Friday. Yeah. No. I'm gonna be a little late. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, and also shout out to Friends of Fam Inc. Um, once again, I always want to shout them out just because um the original goal. Uh, for the scholarship money that they wanted to raise was $25,000. And as of late last week, they've raised over $33,000 in scholarship money. So that's awesome. So is this 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 only goes to one person? Mm-mm, it goes to multiple several people. several people. It goes to several okay. people. Okay. I was going to say, shit. That's <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Coins. Ka-ching. Yep. So now we're going to get into our jesters of the week. How you feeling? What you I just like? feel like what you feel like I'm tired of just like all this stuff just going on about like race and all this stuff, but it's just it's just our reality. Yeah. So I'm giving justice of the week to Donald Trump, okay, the House of Representatives okay. and the Senate okay. for them uh, not passing a gun reform bill. Well, you know, um, there was one. At one point, like at not, one the, point not time, the reform bill, but there was actually a time where you couldn't get assault rifles. Yeah, yeah. And I read, I read online that when there was that bill, yeah, like nothing, was nothing was happening. Down. It decreased by forty three percent. And now that there isn't one, these mass shootings have increased by over, I think, said over like two hundred thirty percent. Man, say it two AK forty sevens and a blowtorch. Listen, it's a mess. <laughs> it's real easy. <laughs> it's a mess out here, but yeah, I'm giving them justice of the week just because it just seems as though like the conversations about gun reform and there, there's no solution to it. There's nothing happening to prevent people from getting their hands on these massive weapons. Like we just had two mass shootings two. within 24 hours, one in Dayton, Ohio, and, one in and then one in El Paso, yeah. Texas. Now so. the one in Dayton, Ohio, um, the person who, I guess the assailant, that's yeah. what you call it. The assailant, his name was Connor Betts. He shot, and killed over nine people, I believe, and he was eventually killed. I I, I assume so. Which, which is great. Like, yeah. the bastard deserved to die. And then the one in Texas, I want to say 26 people were injured, right? And like, uh-uh. Eight, I think 18 it, no, over were 20, killed. Over 20 people were killed, yeah. and then a certain amount were injured. Yeah, and I think that what they deeming that as a hate crime because the guy was just like, I want to shoot as many Absolutely. Hispanics like, as the dude, like, it's just crazy because that I I don't even know how I react I, how I would react in a situation like that like I just but walking no, through Walmart you're not expecting to hear but no it was definitely like a hate crime there's no allegedly into it because if you went into the guy, went onto the guy's Facebook you would see so many things supporting Trump he had guns like um it be them a ridiculous amount It'd amount of guns that were in the shape that spelled out Trump he had posted a manifesto on his page. Just like pretty much premeditating what he wanted to do. And the thing about it, um, this gentleman's name was Patrick Crucius. He wasn't even from El Paso, Texas. He was from Allen, Texas, which they said is 650 miles from El Paso. So you drove. So he drove 650 fucking miles. Yeah, that's like five and a half hours, ain't it? To kill, literally, he just wanted to kill Mexicans. Yeah, and you know, El Paso is like right down the border, so it's mm-hmm. nothing but Latin Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's just ridiculous that we're still having these conversations about all these mass shootings that are going on in America, and there hasn't been any type of any type of resolve. Like the discussion always comes up, but the bills always get blocked. And you know, the posts on social media always mm-hmm. happen. Oh, pray for El Paso, pray for Dayton. These prayers aren't working. At all. They haven't been working. People have been getting shot the fuck up. All these prayers. <laughs> it, it's clearly not working. There needs to be some action behind it. Like, I'm, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, from Sandy Hook to Columbine. I mean, the, the black church. Where was that at? In South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, people are just getting killed. And all it takes is a simple conversation, a simple bill to block people from getting these massive weapons. There's no reason why a what? regular, ordinary person like me or you should be able to go get an AK rifle. F- for the fuck what? Like, 
that's just the logic of the people that sit on Capitol Hill. Now, if somebody walking into the Senate and start blowing motherfuckers up, oh, that's when oh, it would change. then that's when so, it would change. We ain't give me y'all no ideas, though. Of course not. I'm definitely not endorsing any type of violence that re- result in guns. Not at all. Now yeah. his hands. We can throw them hands. <laughs> 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 but no, God, I just. I don't know what it's going to take. What do you think it's going to take for it's a bill to get passed? It's going to take somebody with some sense and some logic to understand that it's not necessary to, uh, because it's not It's not like it's messing with anybody's money mm-hmm. that they change the reform bill. I mean, that they create a reform bill outlawing, like outlawing assault rifles because, you know, that's just, it's not taking money out of anybody's hands. And so I read somewhere that somebody said that they knew that nothing was going to happen when it came to gun laws when Sandy Hook, after Sandy Hook happened. Oh, yeah. If you can kill a whole bunch of children and then there be no gun reform laws, y'all just don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's disgusting. Because them little kids didn't deserve it. Them kids were slaughtered. Yeah. Straight up. So, so what we got today, friend? All right. So today... In light of um, graduation season happening. It's graduation time. Yeah. Um, well, for all the colleges that do summer graduation. Mm-hmm. So it is um, summer graduation time. And I just felt like it's important for us just to have a, a, not a deep discussion, but just have an informed discussion about life after college, life after graduation. Ooh. Because, you know, a lot of people don't really delve and talk about, like, the no, trials and tribulations a, about. It's a fairy tale. After graduating. They after feed college. you a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah, they give you a fairy tale. Because what you know you mostly hear and see is, is like the celebratory things yeah. like, oh, I'm graduating with a job or, you know, I'm getting, you know, making six figures. I'm making this amount of money. I'm moving here. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But what a lot of people do not talk about is, which is more common than people graduating with those type of jobs, yeah, is, the, is the depression yeah. that goes along with not the, securing a job like that stress. because you see so many people yeah. doing it going from job to job, not having your footing, and just not knowing what exactly you want to do after graduation. So that's what Jenna and myself are going to talk about today because we both, even though our paths are different, we both had rocky Ooh, uh, rocky starts real after shaky. graduation. Real shaky. Real shaky. Real rocky. Listen. Real rocky. It was it really real. It's nasty. It but I'll let a, you go ahead and you know tell your story Oh, first. I'm going to go first. Absolutely. I don't even know where to start. I'm so comfortable with you going first. Well, shit, talk about it. So you cross that stage. <laughs> 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 um, so it took me a matter of six years to actually cross the stage. That alone was stressful mm-hmm. because, well, I had the money because I learned how to finesse financial aid. And I don't say finesse financial aid like in a bad way. You have to literally ask for money because they won't give you any money. Or they'll scare you. They they will scare you and say, "Oh, well, you know your loans are kind of you know, they kind of getting a little skimp." Mm-hmm. So, I learned freshman year that um I established a relationship with a specific person in financial aid. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't there, I used to just go back the next day. Until she was there. We'll discuss who it was off air because we might have the same person. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you who it was. You can't because she might get fired. She ain't going to get fired. She just walked me through the way. Okay. No, I'm not going to tell you. Please don't say that, Lady Dave. Yeah. I'm not in the the, um, capacity of getting people fired. But she helped me a lot. And if she was not there, I would not get anything done in financial aid because I just knew I knew she knew my account from front to back, top to bottom. I knew what you know. I just knew she knew. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a matter of yeah, six years, like all my friends, I'm seeing all my friends graduate before me. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, well, damn, when is it my turn? Because right. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. So that adds on like a little level of stress, not a lot, but a little level of stress. And it wasn't until like I was going to classes and I didn't have I had my friends but I didn't have my my friends that I was like that you always was my day one yeah. like they were all gone or moving and so I um I I think I fell in a little battle of depression okay. I think I did you know I, I don't really know the 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 telltale signs of it right but it was just like I'm doing everything I can mm-hmm and it's still to no avail. 
So I kept a lot of shit to myself that I did do mm-hmm. because it's just like if I complain, who the hell gonna listen? Right. <laughs> right. So I just kept a lot of shit to myself. I wrote. I, I'm a writer, so I wrote a lot of it down. I can't find that journal. I probably threw it away in the terms of me moving. So, in the midst of that, I um still tried to hold down two jobs, be a full time student, hold down two jobs. So it was it was very stressful. So I gained weight because I'm a stress eater. So I eat mm-hmm. um, when I'm stressed. So um going out partying so and it wasn't until i actually was like okay great they're gonna let me graduate and it's funny because my gpa fell below 2.5 so it was literally like a 2.4 and i had to fight and fight and fight just to get a sign a signature on something because if you was to look at my transcript if you was to look at my transcript, you would see that I took literally a whole bunch of damn classes. So you know that weight was off. Mm-hmm. So technically, I didn't have a 2.4. Mm-hmm. But because I took so many classes, it was a 2.4. So I had to go through another route. It was so many routes I had to take with uh, that university that I was just like, you know what? I cannot wait until they tell me that I can do my damn graduation application. So I can get the hell up out of here. And even then, when I graduated, I'm applying to all the jobs. I'm applying, applying, applying. I had to apply to like maybe 30 jobs. Mm-hmm. All of them declined. So it wasn't until I had a family, um, my cousin, that worked in here in Atlanta. He reached out to me because he's a rattler. Okay. Well, he's an old school rattler. And he reached out to me about an internship. It was paid. It was in communications, city government. Mm-hmm. You know, come on back home. All you had to do was just tell me the shit was paid and I was ready to go. <laughs> so I you know, I packed up my stuff. You know, this was in uh, April 2016. Packed up my stuff and I was just like, listen, I'm in the road. I told my job, you know, I put in my two weeks for my job. And, and doop, doop. Came on back, moved in. Now, I did, now, did I want to move back in with my, my mom? No, I did not. My dream, my, my goal was to, okay, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to work in Tallahassee for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to move back home to Atlanta because I can move into my own space. But that wasn't the car that was dealt for me. So, came on home, worked for the, the city mm-hmm. for two years. And then, well, I didn't get fired. I didn't quit. It was just they didn't have any more work for me, so I don't know the terminology for I that. I just say laid off. Okay, I got laid off. <laughs> um, it took me eight months to get another job, and that was with that the big four company Deloitte. that I worked for. Okay. Uh, I didn't know I wasn't <laughs> supposed to say it. Shit. I mean, people, if you look at your Instagram, people know who you work it. for. Oh, you deleted yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I didn't bad. want everybody in my shit. I'm coming to a point where everybody don't need to be in yeah, my business. Exactly. So, um, did that. For maybe eight more months, Mm -hmm. that contract ended. So I'm just now picking up, but it didn't take me long. Between the eight months to, you know, it took me a month, which is fine, because I was able to build on some transferable skills, learn my skills, and now I'm just. I think I'm at a place now where it's just like, who I'm not in the valley no more. You at your peak. I'm at the peak. I'm I'm good to go. And Not, let's just try know, and stay there. I'm I'm listening because I will burn everybody's shit up. Listen, <laughs> I ain't got the time. No, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. I'm just glad it was a lesson learned. Okay. Um, I did. Well, in the midst of that, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. My father passed away 2015, March of 2015. That was around finals time. Ooh. So he, yeah, that was the end of March, mm-hmm. and we were entering the finals, and that led on to me leaving Tallahassee for a week mm-hmm. to do his stuff. That took me to, on a whole nother level of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember coming back, uh, my professor, you know, and you know, one thing they were all supportive. I was just like, listen, my father passed away. I got to go. I really mm-hmm. don't care. Yeah. What's to do? I don't, I really, like, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally, 
I'm not there right now. So I said, you can talk to me about this assignment, but I am not there. I just want to get to Atlanta and figure out what's going on. So they were very understanding of that um, and came back. And I remember I was going down Lake Bradford. If you guys don't know Lake Bradford, it's a street in Tallahassee. And I had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I had a real deal panic attack. Had to pull over in the Whataburger parking lot and uh, sit there for a minute. Because it's different when, like I had never had one before. Mm-hmm. And I had to panic. And I know what triggered it. What triggered it was me actually getting back in Tallahassee and trying to get my life back in order after, mm-hmm. you know, my best friend passed away. Because, I mean, let's face it, my dad was my best friend. So I had to, okay, what assignments to do? What's here? What's there? And it was just out of control. Oh, I, And then I had to go back to work and deal with people that wasn't understanding. Mm-hmm. So I had to do that. So it was just like I had to just pull over and just breathe. And figure it out. So now I'm just like, okay. So, I, you know, every once in a while, I still have one if I don't have, like, control. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a control person. It's weird because I'm just like, I don't like being controlled. But if stuff around me is not controlled, I'll be like, okay. My anxiety kicks in. And that's how I knew what anxiety was okay. when you have a panic. Because yeah. at first, I was just like, I don't know exactly what the telltale signs of depression, anxiety, and stress, and, you know, all this extra stuff. Until some shit. You don't know how to handle life until some shit happened to you. Yeah. So, when that happened, father passed away, holding out two jobs. Like, to this day, I will kick your ass if you tell me I can't do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even, uh-uh. But that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Shout out to me. <laughs> Kudos to me. Shout or to whatever. Because people don't be knowing what you're going through. People don't. And you know what's crazy? I didn't. When I walked out my apartment in Tallahassee, I never looked like how I felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. never, like, nobody would have known I was battling some type of internal situation. Like, yeah, I just I just made sure. Now, I'm not saying I put on makeup and I curl my hair every day, but it was just like I put on a strong face. Mm-hmm. Until I got to my apartment and probably cried on the floor because something was out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that's um, interesting because I think a lot of us are always taught, like like you said, um, don't present yourself how you feel. Like That's a good thing, like yeah. the safe face, but it can also be detrimental as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I just agree. think you have to find a, like a good balance with that, and I can speak for that for myself. Yeah. Um, now, my story is, I won't say it's extensive, it's just my footing and everything after graduation just like a banana peel w- was literally everywhere so i graduated in i graduated in uh, may of 2013 um i didn't graduate with a job um i graduated from from the school of business and industry and most uh, people who know who graduated from sbi during that time and before you know they really um, push, you know, your internships and stuff like that, which which is great, but it's more so geared to individuals who strive in accounting and finances. And, and really, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that and that was not my strong point in business. My strong point is like marketing, because I'm I'm very very creative and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, the internships with that were very few and far in between. Um, but yeah, so I didn't graduate with a job. So um, I stayed in Tallahassee um, until july until my lease ran up um i moved back home so um and let me say something about moving back home to the people who are listening who may have just graduated or or still currently living with their parents do not let anybody make you feel bad for moving back in with your parents because for one it gives you footing it gives you stability it gives you a means to save money and i just always feel like it's the black race who tries to down you moving back in with your parents, but like white people, Hispanics and stuff like that, they allow their children to move back in with them to get their proper footing, save money, and then let them go on and flourish, you know, into the world. But back to my story, I moved back in with my parents. Um, and since I was back home, I really just was juggling a few things trying to figure out what avenue I wanted to go into like I modeled while I was back at home because you know back home is Delaware so I'm close to like New York and stuff like that so I'm going up there got signed by Wilhelmina did that for a little bit but of course with the modeling industry it's just so finicky it's so political just like everything else that wasn't really working out so I decided to be a substitute teacher 
um, which was cool. I love being a substitute teacher. Like I absolutely loved it. You know, I substituted at my old high school and, you know, other high schools that I had, you know, visited while I was, you know, a student. So it was, it was really cool. Um, and it was a, it still afforded me to be able to save money and, you know, give some money to my parents and stuff like that while I'm still applying for other jobs, you know, trying to figure out what my next step was. Um, I, after the school year was over, which was like June, I believe that's when I got hired for Verizon. So I worked at a call center and the money was awesome. Like, I mean, I was making a bank. And like I said, again, I was able to save a lot of money because I was living home. However, that job was stressful as fuck. I heard them call center jobs. It, it's stressful. stressful. Like, they want you to, their thing is they want you to make a sale on every call or at least offer on every call. So with me, like me being a smart person or anybody with common sense, don't even have to be a smart person. Anybody with fucking common sense knows that you are not going to be able to make a sale or offer on every call. So I, people like, I would do well when it was time to sell, but I was getting phone calls that were just like crazy. Like, and they would be (laughs) listening to my calls, like the people who were over there. Um, who were like my manager and stuff, they'd be listening to my calls to make sure I'm offering or whatever. So I was literally, there was literally a night I had like three back-to-back calls. The first call I got, the lady was like, I'm calling, um, do not offer anything to me, I don't want to hear, I'm trying to scale my um, bill back X, Y, Z. Okay, well, I did. <laughs> clearly I didn't make an offer on that call. Then another call that I got, the lady literally called and said, I've been in the hospital for like six months. I need to disconnect my service. Like I'm just trying to figure out because I'm so far behind on her bills. Can't make an offer on that call because the lady is already behind, but y'all want to make an offer. Oh, you, do you want some new service? (laughs) No, the the lady just said she don't want, she been in the motherfucking hospital. She want her shit cut off. So I didn't make an offer on that call. And I forget the, like the premise of the final call. So, I ended up getting fired. I was going to say, you know why you got fired? Because you yeah. made them offers. I didn't make offers on the And they don't be caring. They, they, don't, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and, they don't. And the motherfuckers <laughs> there were a little, they were hating on me a little bit low key because I was like one of few people who had like a, like a master's degree there. And I was like one of the youngest guys there. And yeah. it was me on top being black. It was like like targeted. Yeah. But it, but it was cool. I mean, I made my money. I got fired. And literally the next day, I was back substitute teaching. Like literally just picked right back up. So right. I didn't skip a beat and lose any money. Um, but it's funny. I got fired on my dad's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine... You know, we going out for dinner and stuff like that for my dad's birthday. And I got to be like, oh, by okay, the way, I got I fired. Got fired. <laughs> I called my mom, though. As soon as I got fired, I was like, mom. She was like, <laughs> my mom, you know, your mom, your parents know you. But my mom, when I called her and I was like, hey, mom. And she was like, oh, shit, what happened? Because she could tell by my voice. I was like, I got fired. She was like, okay. Oh, oh well, just come home. We're going to dinner. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, listen. Listen. Okay. Your parents will give you a nice, it'd be like the nicest lecture you've ever heard. It's like on some like real philosophical deep shit. Like, you know, it's okay. One door closes and no. Another door opens. Like, that shit just went... Like, my mom be like, well, hell, that shit just went for you. And yeah. then she'll turn into, like, this whole, like, um, deacon. And she'll give me, you know, she'll give me a couple of verses. Yeah. And just let you know she gonna be straight. And then... So, yeah. so once I started back substitute teaching, I knew that I wanted to move to Atlanta. I, I had my eyes on Atlanta. My friend Jalisa and a couple other people who were already here, they were like, just come on, move down to Atlanta. Yeah. So, um, an opportunity came up because before I actually moved down here officially, an opportunity came up for me to be a personal assistant uh, for King & Moore. Like, I interviewed for that. Like, I interviewed for it. I flew down here, made it to the first round. Like, they had the, where was that? I forget the name of the venue where they had it. But, of course, they were filming for Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think I remember that. Yeah, they were filming yeah. for it. So, like, I had made it to, like, the next round or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, though. Before, because they were literally supposed to make a decision that weekend. Lo and behold, somebody passed the fuck out backstage. <laughs> so they sent everybody home. 
So I'm like literally just said, you know, we'll give you guys a call back X, Y, Z. So a decision wasn't made that weekend, but I was only here for that weekend. So my flight left on what Sunday or Monday. Yeah. So I go back home. I get an email saying, hey, we need you back here on Tuesday for the final round. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I missed the opportunity. So, of course, I couldn't go. Right. And that was right then. My mom was like, look, you need to figure out what are you going to do? She was like, are you going to move to Atlanta? I was like, yeah. She was like, you cannot have one foot here and one, one foot in foot Delaware. Here. You need to figure it out. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I saved money. But I, had, I hadn't been fired from Verizon yet at this point. But she told me I need to whatever, whatever. Like, have one foot in, one foot out. Right. So... I, you know, was saving my money, X, Y, Z. The plan was to save as much money as I could, and I was going to leave in December. Like I said, I got fired in October. So the little bit of money I was making for substitute teaching, I saved it. So I moved down here literally a couple days before New Year's Eve in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, I had food stamps. I had unemployment. That's right. And my friend Delisa allowed me, let me stay with her for, you know, three months or whatever. I was down here trying, you know, interviewing, Mm -hmm. things like that. Like, I would get, like, interviews, but it would be for, like, janky-ass companies. Like, this one company, like, (laughs) they positioned themselves as AT&T. I was excited. I was excited as fuck, my nigga. I rolled up. So, (laughs) I get to the place. I'm looking around. I was like, wait. This ain't no damn This office look way too janky. Mm -mm. I get in that interview. It was like a subsidiary of AT&T, but what I was going to be doing, I was going to be going door to door trying to sell TV and internet. You you remember when that happened to me? Dog. (laughs) They they loved me. I was dressed, like, literally dressed better than everybody in the office. You know, just, they were like, oh, well, um, you're great. You're blah, blah, blah. After I left that interview, I got in my car and I cried like a bitch because i was just like what is happening like nothing's working like i was just over it i was like what the fuck so and the funny thing about it because i knew they were going to call me yeah for the offer i blocked their number i didn't even want to hear it like i was like that happened to me and i text you yeah and i told you get the fuck out of dodge like got the fuck out (laughs) of dodge my dog was in the grocery store i said antonio i don't know if i want to don't run. I was so desperate to get a job that it sounded like it was great until they said you will be neighborhood canvassing. And I, I remember saying, huh? Like, while everybody was quiet mm-hmm. and the guy was up front, like, pretty much explaining the job. And he said, yeah, you know, you guys do neighborhood canvassing. And I said, huh? Yeah. First of all, Jenna's not walking in nobody's neighborhood or subdivision. Ain't no business casual. And it's fucking heat. Hello? Absolutely fucking not. No, God no. And then so I was literally here from December to August without a job. Just literally surviving off unemployment, food stamps. Mm-hmm. I left Jaleesa's house in March, was able to get an apartment, whatever, whatever. So then I started working for Enterprise with their management trainee program, which you know is like world renowned. Everybody loves yeah. Enterprise. They Whatever, whatever. It's a slave ship. I hated my job from day one. When I went for, like, my pre-interview, like, when I went to go, like, tour the branch and stuff like that, when I left, I was like, this is not for me. I'm not going to be here longer than six months. I started applying for more jobs. Six months. My plan for six months turned into three years. Yeah. And the only reason why I probably, not probably, only reason why the opportunity came with the place that I'm working at now I got let go from Enterprise. So as you guys can see, my history involves me getting <laughs> fired from jobs. Like, it, I just couldn't catch a fucking break. But now, the place that I'm at now, and, like, I just feel like I'm finally yeah. getting my footing. Yeah. Like, I'm at a good space. But, of course, mm-hmm. with me, I'm always desiring and wanting more. But, like, I just share my story to tell y'all that, like, not everything is going to be peaches and cream once you graduate. It's it is it's going to be a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys and you have to stay strong. Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan in place and you just have to like hustle and grind and, it's, and network. And it's okay to cry. Like Absolutely. Like, you can't, like it's literally okay to feel like shit ain't working. Cause usually when you let out a good cry, 
something happened like yeah. the next day or the day after. Yeah. Like it's weird. Have your day to cry and yeah. then you got to boss up after. Because it's a going joke with people around me like, damn, Jenny, you can't never keep a job. And I was like, well, maybe it just wasn't for me. Like, I, you know, maybe. <laughs> and I always say like, if you listen to like celebrities and stars, their background stories, mm-hmm. all of them have been fired from their jobs. And you know, I always felt like, and still feel like I'm a star and I'm going to be a star. Yeah, I know, I know. So I just take that as just like, you know, my story. Yeah, I listen. I don't, listen. I worked at Aldo for two weeks. <laughs> Somebody said, "Jenny used to work at Aldo." I said, "Yeah, for two weeks." Psh. But the manager just wasn't, you know, me and him just wasn't, you know, vibing. So I was just, I look, I got let go from that one. I did some seasonal work at Best Buy. It, you just gotta hustle. Living. You yeah, just gotta hustle just, until you you find your break, and it'll happen. One thing I will say, Jenna gonna find a job. I'm gonna always find a I'm job. I'm gonna find a job now. Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what's not gonna happen. <laughs> okay. The kid got a mortgage. The kid, I'm not <laughs> going into bankruptcy. The shit not gonna be foreclosed. Y'all not gonna see. Nah. But so I'm gonna make I mean, shit shake when I got to. That's what I'm saying. So I and I can. That's why I'm like my resilience, my bounce back game. My bounce back game is. That's one of my. That's one of my biggest attributes, and I thank God for it when I, when I pray for yeah. my resiliency. Yeah. Because some of the shit that I've been through and continuously to go through, it would break a lot of people. But what I will say for the people that are graduating and the people that are going through this right now, I will say this: you learn so much not only about yourself, but about other people too, mm-hmm. and how shitty they can be. Mm-hmm. Especially when you are not where you want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Folks will folks will come to you with they shit after you done already said, "Listen, I'm not feeling it right now." Oh, mm-hmm. you know, like they just don't be understanding. They don't be wanting to understand. And even then, you have to cut people off when you're going through a trial, a tribulation, a challenge, and it's okay. Like it, it, if you distance yourself, it's okay because the real ones gonna know something ain't right. right. And them the ones that you need to stick around and stick in your corner. Like, some people don't, they don't think like that. They think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, Jenna, you, because, I mean, it's happened. Over the, over the, the past, mm, what's my timeline? Uh, i say about a good from year. Two, from, yeah. About a year. The past year and a half for me. Oh, I've distanced myself from so many people. And it's mm-hmm. not even, no, no, like, I'm not fucking with you no more. It's on some, like, I done did so much for you while I was broke. Mm-hmm. No job. Mm-hmm. Now, have I said, "Oh, well, I'm broken. I ain't got no." No, I'm not gonna say that because I'm thinking from the heart and my mind. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is you know a cool ass. You know, we friends. So I'm, but I'm not getting that same reciprocation back. So right. when I realized I wasn't getting that same reciprocation back, no, I pull out my spoon. You know, I got what's my saying, friend? I'm gonna pull out my long handle spoon. Yep. And I'm gonna start feeding you with that long handle spoon because you are more so worried about a previous Jenna that does not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all about growing and maturing. When you have shit that happens to you, so of all the people that's graduating and that's trying to find their way, you're gonna lose some people, and then that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Definitely do say people. hey, keep it cute, keep it cordial, happy birthday. Um, you know, happy something, congratulations, I'm proud of you, and let that shit, let that shit fly. Now, when you say, you know, as far as, you know, you learned a lot about yourself, yeah. this last time, so I, you know, got separated from Enterprise from, it was August 28th, 2018, and oh, I got gosh. hired in October. <laughs> All right, now. So, during that three-month span, I got, like, real, real spiritual, not like spiritual as in it's like directly with God, but it's like more in tune with myself. Yeah. I had a um like I had a career coach starting in April 2018. So we were just already trying to find me another job anyway. So the transition was going to happen. But like she gave me a book to read and I and I plugged this book and I talked about it on my Instagram when I, you know, first, you know, got hired at my new job. I I've told a lot of people by um about the game of life and how to play it by Florence Scoville Shin that book I like I said it changed my life it allowed me to look at things um in a different in a different light it uh, changed the way that I prayed you know you're always taught 
to pray. Right. Just pray. What about but what? Th- there's a specific way that you need to pray. There's a specific way, a uh, specific way that you need to set your mind and to think and to speak things into existence and how to ask for things and to thank God for things that you don't even have yeah. yet. So it can manifest. So I've really got in tune with myself during that time. And those teachings and the things that I learned during that period, I still apply um, because I'm always continuously growing and, you know, just trying to elevate. And like Jenna said, not everybody, you know, who is around you during certain periods of time are going to be able to go with you and grow with you. I mean, there's individuals that I was cool with, I mean, during my lowest points that I'm not cool with no more. I mean, and it just is what it is. Not everybody yeah. can go with you. And it's no hard feelings, but None. you have to be able to, to get to the next level. Motherfuckers are going to drop off every time. It's and, not- it, and it's better for me. I'm glad that people have dropped off before I get to the next level so I can see who and what you are so I ain't got to, like, lose no extra money feel, and, and lose no, no extra sleep, you know? My whole point is just don't feel bad about it because some people, like, some people would try to fight so bad for a friendship Man, or to have, like, a, and, and, and they don't even realize what the damn friendship, that what kind of friendship they fighting for. <laughs> like, it's like, why you even, like, if that person is not, I have a now I've I've come to the conclusion that like if you ain't picking up the phone, I ain't finna pick up the phone either. And I know that sounds so petty and so tedious, but don't depend on me to always pick up this phone because you don't know what the hell I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And you know the strong friend be going through shit too now. So you know I I, I have my poker face on, but when it gets to a point where I just don't feel like being bothered with you, mm-hmm. and it's it's not even on no personal type shit. It's just. I don't feel like being bothered. Let me have my space. Let me get my mind right because I just sat up here and tried to damn get job after job after job. And then, you know, your feelings get hurt when you get that. Them we denial chose letters. Another, them denial letters. Yes. We chose another candidate letter. Like, your feelings literally get hurt. You go into, like, a, 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 a you soak for a minute. And it's just like, I don't feel like talking to nobody. All y'all, mother, all y'all leave me alone. And just let me vibe and let me chill for a minute. So, I mean, over the course of time, if you're in the search of a job and if you're fresh off graduation, you know, people around you going to be getting your job. Still, at the end of the day, salute them. Say congratulations, you know, because karma does come back and bite you in the ass. Don't be a bitter bitch. Don't be dumb. Please. Um, But at the same time, focus on you and focus on what you got to do for yourself in order to get back on track. Because there's been plenty of times where, like, I don't even go out like that no more. Because mm-hmm. it's just like the last year and a half, I'm like, I don't even feel like doing it with the folks. Like, I just had a moment the other day. I just don't be feeling like doing it. You like, got to be very, very, like, whenever you're making a transition in life, whether it be a new job, whether yeah. it be, you know, after graduation, you have to be very, very mindful of your surroundings and mm-hmm. the energies that are around you. Because those things, you, first of all, you don't know people's motives and how they're really thinking like behind the scenes. So it's just very important that when you are trying to elevate that you find solace and are really comfortable with being to yourself. Sometimes they say elevation requires isolation. Hello. And, and and that's a, that's a word. And you know, another tip. What? Stop letting motherfuckers mean shit. Stop telling folks you Your got business. an interview coming. Stop telling folks what job you're going to apply for. Stop telling people, oh, they flew me out mm-hmm. and this, then, the third. Stop telling people. You stop. Just stop doing it. Keep and, it to yourself. And see, I catch a lot of flack for that. Like, now, I am I can admit, like, hindsight, I'm a little bit extreme when it comes to, like, not telling people. Like, there, right. there was a point in time in my life where I would be having interviews and callbacks and stuff like that, and I wasn't telling my mom and dad. Yeah. And my, and my my mom and dad, like, laid me out. They were like, we are your parents. Uh-uh. They were like, we need to know, like, what's mm-hmm. going on. I was like, well. But no, I get it because, I mean, you, not everybody's parents are created the same. I can only speak for my parents. I know that my parents really root for me and support me and love me. But just sometimes I just, like, you know, when you get good news or if something happens, like, my mom has a habit of telling, like, her sisters. Her, her, I, I, I pulled my mom up one time. I was like, mom. If I tell you something, do not share it with anybody. It's just for me. Because I, like, to be honest, like, I don't, there's some people in my family I don't really fuck with. Yeah. So I would just rather, because 
they even though I might not fuck with them, that per, that family member you told might, and they might, oh well, you know, eight is blah blah blah. Nah, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. So ma, if I tell you something, just keep it to keep it to yourself. Dad, if I tell you, don't, don't say nothing until the ink is dry on that paper. Yeah. So I'm I've gotten better with that, but I just I just really had to really slowly. But I do agree. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody needs to know every move because, because not everybody is for you. And not. They'll be in your shit and still be against your ass. So everybody's hating low key. You. Yeah, because like, not even low key, high key. Yeah, and I get a kick out of letting people know like I got a new job. Like yeah, go look up my salary because I you know people do that. People are fucking. <laughs> go on Glassdoor.com and type it in. But you know everybody just not for you. And as far as that mom comment goes, Sheila will go tell the church. She'll start like, lady, it's not that deep. Just let me vibe for a little minute. Just let me, let me, let me, let me be great for a second. So, yeah, that's another tip. So, how many tips we did? Like three? Yeah. I think the main tip, I think the third tip that I just shared should be the number one tip. Like, don't let everybody in your game room. Keep it to yourself. Don't show everybody. Just like, treat your life and your business like a game of spades. You can't let everybody know your hand. So, just because, like, a, like just, oh, and it's so sad when you realize that people don't be for you, that you done, you done kicked it with, skated with it, ate with, done Cook, had bro. a whole, like, it's, 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 it's sad. And you just have to be like, well. But you have to realize that anybody's insecurities, bitterness, or jealousy, guess what? At the end of the day, it has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with where they are and how they feel about themselves. So don't allow weak, bitter bitches to project their insecurities on you. So if you feel like you're going to get, you know, a part part of that job, you felt like you might not get, too. Right. So I just, I mean, it's a journey. It's definitely, I salute my journey. I just, I don't think anybody would be able to. Go through it. Go through it. I learned I was, um, I can't be prideful. Now, that's what I have learned. I can be very prideful. And, um, but I also, good thing is, my resiliency is amazing. So, that's what I learned. What you learn? To, uh-uh, let me give you some instructions because you'll do story time. I'm not going to do no story. To add, like, two two words because I, I realized I was prideful and I was resilient. You can do what the hell you want to do. If I would have gone to okay, so just give the folks just, just, just give the folks two words, Antonio. Damn. Ooh, you so antsy. Nasty. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all, y'all see what I mean, but everybody can't go with you. If you talk about I can't go, <laughs> get your ass on. Come on, Antonio. Give oh. me but okay, no, so, as far like two things about myself. Yeah, like I learned I was prideful. That's that's a bad. That can be a bad thing. But I was resilient. Ooh, um, one negative thing that I learned about myself is that I handle stress well, but I don't. Like when I damn. Okay, I could. This is quick. See, I, I can tell because, y'all you because, go, I, because it has to be explained. No, it's not a story story. But so like I can handle stress well. Like when I was going through, you know, this last time when I got fired from my job. Like, usually I have bad anxiety, X, Y, Z, like I'd be breaking out, whatever. I wasn't going through none of that. But as soon as I got my job, like the effects of me, like holding everything in, came out. like everything came out, mm-hmm. having a nervous stomach, like there, it was like the effects happened after. So I have to learn how to manage my stress and anxiety better. Okay. Um, the other thing that I did learn about myself, like you, uh-huh. um, my resiliency is just like yeah. second to none. There is really, you know, nothing that I can't handle, anything that I can't do. And I just love the fact that I can just bounce back and just continue, you know, to, like I said, take a lick in and keep on taking. Yeah. And that's dope. So I just, yeah, so I feel like we, you know, gave some great tips to yeah. anybody who just recently graduated and not even graduated. Yeah. It's life tips, I period. I mean, even if you're working on your master's and you about to, like, it's just yeah. keep going. Yeah. So. So, yeah, we would definitely be, um interested to hearing you know different people's stories i know a lot of people have shared some of their come up stories with me but i know they're you know when we have these conversations that are just so open about it i feel like it gives people a comfortability with us to really share like these last two episodes that we have a lot of people have just like really opened up and you know really talked and stuff so we'll be looking forward to you guys interaction this week when this once this episode drops please and thank you so our king and queens of the week um just as a collective, um, there wasn't really any individual this week. We're just saluting all the, all the kings and queens who have walked across the stage, who have graduated, because we, both of us know it can be long nights. Ooh. 
like mm. burning that what is that late night oil is that what they say burn the late night oil i don't know i ain't never heard of that one Whatever it is, like you up late nights grinding, you know. I mean, everybody's, you know, everybody's journey (laughs) to getting that degree is different. Yeah, some are easy, some more difficult than others. Mm -hmm. And I salute people who have the courage. Even like you, you said, took you six years. I always tell people, I don't give a damn how long it took you to get the degree, because at the end of the day, you got that piece of paper. And you good to go. You know what I'm saying? Sure so, yeah, just salute to everybody who's graduated in the past, who's graduated recently. Because I know, um, fam, you, they had their graduation this past Friday. So just shout out to everyone who walked across the stage, all the kings and queens mm-hmm. who are just representing and getting out into the workforce and the work field. And even if you aren't, keep your head up. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. It's going to be okay. Keep the faith. It's if you got to okay. cry, find you someone because i mean everybody has someone that they can confide in because when jenna was going through her shit her tough time <laughs> and when i was going through my tough time because we were going through our tough time together you know what i always happened at the same time we were going through our tough <laughs> shit together so we i'll be t- jenna dog did you apply how many jobs did you apply for today so find you somebody partner. accountability partner because there are people who really do rock with you so jenna was mine yeah. um and it's just good to have that because sometimes when you have that frustration, you just need a listening ear to get that anxiety and that I stress off. I got a hitter to the left of me. A real A real one. hitter to the left of me. Now, me, on the other hand, <laughs> I got to ask some questions before I start hitting. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> My dog said, he, ain't no question. But no, we'll get to the fight episode later because that's coming. We not, Probably episode 15 or 25. Yeah. However, shout out to all the graduates. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. So, um, as always, we want to thank everyone um, for supporting us, your kind words, your support, your suggestions. Um, again, follow us on Crown Convos Pod on Twitter, Crown Conversations Podcast on Instagram, and you can visit us at our website at crownconversationsthepodcast.com. So, we thank y'all for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Hey.